Hey everyone, I'm Todd Wayne along with Ronnie Heelan. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Paranomaly Podcast, home for all things paranormal supernatural. Coming up on this episode of Paranomaly, we're talking with Stephen Denson of Mid-10 Paranormal. And, you know, Stephen was saying that he also volunteers and investigates at Old South Pittsburgh Hospital and Harriman Hospital. It's going to be a good episode, folks. So grab yourself a drink and a snack. Turn the lights off on the way back. Find yourself a nice comfy spot and enjoy this episode of Paranomaly. Stay with us. Steve, you with us? I am. All right. It's good to talk to you. Uh, please tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I started out into the paranormal a little late. I am in my 40s, so I started really getting out investigating in around 2020 because uh, we, me and my wife raised three daughters. And so we kind of got them grown and then we kind of stepped out more into it. But far as paranormal, I've always been around it my whole life. I know I have, and I don't know if it was on my mom or what, but every house we had always had activity. Um, but as I love time when that grew, happens. <laughs> yeah, and time grew, and so we stepped out into the field and everything, and we our first visit was a day tour at Old South Pittsburgh Hospital in South Pittsburgh, Tennessee, and ever since then, it was kind of, I don't know if you want to call it fate, but we was doing about an investigation once a month down there. Heck yeah. And... So I was, you know, was going and everything, and I was like, hey, why don't you volunteer, you know, and be a lot cheaper on you and stuff like that. So we agreed to it and met their little criteria they had um, to become a volunteer. And, um, but that, that is my go-to place. Um, I've, I've been to a lot of locations, but nothing adds up to it. Um, he had Ronnie D is the owner. He had bought another hospital in Harriman, Tennessee. So we automatically started volunteering at that one also. And that's a real good location. A lot of activity. Uh, it opened up uh, just here recently after, you know, he got everything finalized paperwork and everything. And then we went on, went in and kind of fixed up and cleaned up. Where's this at? And, that is in Harriman, Tennessee. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's either one of them's about an hour and a half to about a two hour drive from me. And I was just down at Old South this past Saturday. I took one of my daughters down with me and we did a overnight. Yeah, uh, I was gonna group. ask you if your if your kids were interested too, and did you include yeah. them? Yeah, they they are my my oldest one especially. Um, she's in she's into it quite a bit, and of course I have. Uh, she is twenty two, and I have a set of twins that are nineteen. 
So they've they've been with me to a lot of places, cool. and um, one of my twins, like I said, lives with me still. That's the only one left, and so she went down with me. We did the overnight for the group, and we drove on back. It you know it was from six till four, and so you know she was there to keep me up driving also. So it was, so it worked out. Yeah, that's cool. How many people are in your group? You want to give them a shout-out real quick? Yes, there is five, including myself, me and my wife, uh, Terry Denson. And we have Chris Williams, Josh Barbie, and Ashley Gonzalez in our group. Hello, and there's Jean. Mitch and <laughs> Yep. And they, them three are from Cleveland, Tennessee. They're, they're, they're about... About two and a half hours um, west of us, because we're more closer to Nashville. Yeah, I was more. out there in Nashville for seven years. So, yeah. Oh, okay. Kind of miss it. We, yeah, it's it's got that big boom in it right now with um, housing. Of course, everything is, but Nashville is just a lot more expensive to live in now. Yes, it is. A lot more. Yes, it is. So, so tell us a little bit. Like, what do you have going on recently? What, what, what is the most recent thing that you've done? The most recent thing we have done, we've back in uh, maybe wrong by April. I think that was the um, end of April, first of May. Maybe we did a seven day paranormal road trip out to Iowa and we of course we hit Edinburgh, Malvern Manor. We did a tour down at Sally House, uh, for our school. Uh we done Horridge Home and the train depot. And we are actually going back in September, uh Benton County Historical Society, they run the Horse House and Train Depot. And they are putting on an event with uh, Jeff Bellinger and Josh Hurd. And there's going to be another team, I believe, out there from Iowa. And they are going to do an event. And that is September the 24th. So we're going to go out and help with that. And uh, Katie and Josh Hopkins run the paranormal side to the Benton County Historical Society. And, but I think they've got uh, the house and they have the train depot. They have um, a blind school and I think they're doing a cemetery. And then there is another school that they're adding to their um, list that night. So it's going to be a big event. Yeah. Sounds like it. And I, I believe tickets or selling out or may have been sold out on certain spots. So it, so it should be a good little event. And, but we've, we started doing Iowa. We was going to go to Gettysburg last year and come up that way. And I, I could not get nothing booked for nothing up there. And, so within like a couple of days, we just had to find something to do. So we just headed towards the West and wound up in Iowa and got some things lined up. And 
and it was a pretty good little deal. We met another group up there. I've uh, become good friends with them, and we actually hung out with them uh, this last time, a couple months ago, when we went back. They did some investigating with us, and but it wound up working out for the best. What's the name of that group? That is uh, Para Nine One One. Oh, okay. Yeah, that is a family and mostly family that's in that group. Yeah, yeah. Now, was you at the Davenport home? Yes, in Savannah. Yes, we went there. It was my wife's birthday weekend. I may have been. Three years ago, two, three years ago, something like that. We went down to Savannah and did a couple of things down there, some tours and the infamous Bonaventure Cemetery. Love me some Bonaventure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm from yeah. Savannah, so yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah it's, it's. How did you like the Davenport House? What kind of experiences? Tell us your experiences in Savannah. Make me homesick. <laughs> well uh, number one it was that hot sticky sweat of course from the south yeah. you can't undeniable there um <laughs> but it was davenport home was good we've done um a day tour at that one and of course the old victorian style creepy vibe you know off the bat anyways when you first go in and yeah the guy was very knowledgeable and done a real good job like he he had a passion for it yeah giving a tour and everything with it did you do a tour at bonaventure uh we more or less did like a self-guided tour on our own yeah that's more fun We didn't even know, you know, about the the only thing I knew about Bonaventure was Gracie. Yes. And so I was like, you know, I want to find Gracie and all this. We rode around, you know, it felt like for a day, you know, as big as the cemetery is and finally found it. And we just kind of walked from there, you know, all the Spanish malls hanging, you know, just picture perfect, basically. Yeah, it's beautiful out there. You know, when I was a kid, Gracie wasn't in a cage. That's a yeah. new development, really. But <laughs> yeah, I think that people were, I don't, I don't know if they were desecrating the grave or if they were just stealing the toys and stuff, you know, people were leaving or maybe I. Yeah, there was a lot of stuff like that, stealing the toys and doing different things. So a lot yeah. of vandalism and whatnot. So they put a cage around her and. Gates, they'd gated Bonaventure. None of that was like that when I was a kid. I spent many a teenage years playing around, <laughs> many a Halloween yeah. in Bonaventure. So, yeah, good times. Yeah, we were going to do some EVPs and stuff out there, uh, sessions, but it, it was windy and it, it wouldn't have made for good audio. Yeah. And so I think we've done another uh, Sorrel Weed Home. We've done that also. When we were in Savannah, so tell us about the Sorowito House. What is it? Because I have no idea. <laughs> you know that you're you're asking me this, and I've had so much history run through my head in the past three to four years. 
I I really couldn't tell you about who they were, anything, because I've had I've been to so many places and so much history has passed between both my ears. It's, it's going to be hard for me not to lie to you on that. Um, but the house, I, I, I do remember the house that you kind of go in into the uh, carriage home, uh, the carriage area where they kind of parked the buggies and they had boxed it in now, of course. And, uh, that's where your tour starts and the gift shop area is there. And then you go up the steps into the slave quarters and which I learned quite a few things from that, like the, um, sleep tight. Don't let the bed bugs bite. Mm-hmm. Um, like the way that they would have to do their bedding, they would have to, their bedding was like a rope with, you know, kind of like a hammock type and the beds had the hooks and they had to, tighten their bed up every night and then the bed bug thing come from because they would take burlap sacks and put the spanish moss in it and use it for like a cover and of course that spanish moss is full of little they say chiggers and stuff yeah yeah. and that's where they got you know good night sleep tight don't let the bed bugs bite because they would have to tighten their mattress and sleep with that burlap sack of spanish moss on them yeah that makes sense I, I yeah. have heard that before with the the moss, and that's what they used to stuff the. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, but yeah, that's um, uh, that's interesting. What kind of experiences did you have there? We went down into the basement. I'm going to say basement part um, where they'd done a lot of the the cooking and the sewing and. They, I think they even done a little blacksmithing down there. Um, of course, I had the recorders running and everything, and the guy was giving the tour. And then, like, out of the blue, you just hear, you know, like a straight hello. And But I really wasn't asking. You know, I just kind of just had it running in my hand, you know, listening to him talk and stuff. But I guess... Maybe they see me looking around and just wanted to give a, a hello real quick. Yeah, a little shout out. <laughs> yeah. And, but the gentleman said, you know, was talking about the paranormal, which they do the night tours and like lantern tours, and then they'll do the straight overnight. But he says that the house is very active. And, and I'm thinking they were working with some company, a TV company, to do a show on the home. I don't know if that ever panned out for them or what. Kind of like Travel Channel or something like that. Yeah. So hopefully it worked out and they got their, their TV show fame. there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, that's, it's interesting. I'm just looking up a little bit of the history of the place and it's talking about uh, – Apparently, uh, Francis Sorrell's wife, Matilda, uh, committed suicide and yes. along with his mistress, Molly. So, yeah, that he would sounds be, like he was a real stand up guy. Uh, huh? Yeah, that's <laughs> that's uh, that's bound for <laughs> for some freaky stuff to yeah. go on. <laughs> yeah, I think she jumped off the balcony or out of a window onto the ground. I, I believe that's how that went. Yeah, then I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm not seeing it. I just went over it real quick here. Yeah. 
So tell us what what is your what's your most used piece of paranormal equipment? Oh man, um, probably probably just a recorder, honestly, and video, audio and video. Yeah, that's um, that's I, I like. I'd prefer audio as well. I, I, I'm big yeah, on audio. I've. I've got so much audio to go through, um, but it's, you know, kind of surprising every time you run across some, but, um, yeah, I mean, as far as like equipment, equipment, like if you want to go with like your gadgets, I would say REM pod or the little cat toys, little cat balls. Yeah. Yeah. I've been seeing a lot of those being used. (laughs) Yeah. you used you used to could buy them really cheap, by the way, <laughs> until they started getting big, and now they're they're on up their price now a little bit. Oh yeah, yeah, and I, I don't think they they don't have rechargeable ones, do they? I think they just no. Once they're out, like they're dis- out. Yeah, like a disposable. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, we need to make a a rechargeable one. <laughs> yeah, get yeah. into that rack a little bit. I I think we'd be in good shape. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, tell us what, where else have you been? Um, we've done locally in Tennessee. We've done the Thomas House. Um, that is actually about. 20 minutes from me maybe it's a bed and breakfast it was the cloyd hotel uh, and it was like a little very small town that's in red bull and springs um but in in its heyday it was a booming town kind of like nashville is today they had bowling alleys and you know this is late 1800s early 1900s yeah and Everything there was supposed to be medicinal far as like the spring water. They call it like the healing spring water. So everybody that was sick would come up there as their last resort to cure whatever ailment they had with this spring water. Mm, Interesting. I hadn't heard this story. (laughs) Yeah, the spring water actually, I'm thinking it had petrol in it. And it was killing a lot of people. And I think they went from like, uh, don't 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 quote me on the numbers, but thousands down to hundreds after, you know, the water was killing everybody in the town. Dang! So it must be yeah. pretty active then. It is. We we've, we've been there quite a bit. Um, you got Sarah. She's um, part of the family. In thirty room thirty seven or seventeen, one of them two numbers. Um, she's just a little small child that died with a something to do with her stomach. Rather, I want to say it's appendix. Um, she died. They tried to get her fixed up, but she passed away before. Uh-huh. And so she she still hangs around. She'll. People bring her toys all the time, and if you bring cat balls and something flashy, she likes it pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she just wants to. She just wants people to know she's there. Yep, exactly. And of course, Old South Harriman. We've done 
Lynchburg Funeral Home. That is where the Jack Daniel Jack Daniels distilleries are. Oh, okay. What and what what was what happened there? That we we've been twice. It has switched hands this last time, which this new owners have cleaned that place up tremendously. And you can actually lay down in the floor and go to sleep now without having to worry about brown recluses taking over. But oh wow, uh, yeah, yeah. Before they they had it into like a like a jump scare Halloween place oh, okay. uh, for the holidays and didn't take a lot of care of the building, so it kind of got cluttered and overran and all of that. So. Then the new people come in and cleaned it all up, got rid of all the jump scare devices and stuff. And But it was an actual working funeral home. And we've, me and Josh, um, one of the guys on the group, we were in one bedroom upstairs. And Ashley, my wife, and Chris, and I think um, one of the tour guides was with us. And me and Josh was talking to, or was talking in the guy's room. He was the son of the guy that had the home before. And they said that he was into a lot of dark stuff. And so we're just talking. And like, I hear him in my own ears, like this kid talking. I, I just looked at John. I said, did you hear that? He was like, no, what are you talking about? I was like, it was a kid. It was like four syllables, like duh, 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 something. Wow. And he was and and he was like, I didn't hear it. And I was like, okay, you know, so we started talking and like maybe ten seconds later they they start hollering and stuff in the other room. Like, somebody's in here talking, we hear him talking. And Josh was like, You really did hear that? I was like, I'm not gonna lie to you, you know. <laughs> I said, I heard it with my own ears. <laughs> and um and we got things down in the uh, embalming room. That's always um, a high-pressure area, kind of heavy feeling. Yeah, <laughs> that's where I would yeah. be. <laughs> <laughs> um, you get cat toys down there a lot going off. And, of course, if you're in somebody's space, you know, and they can see you and you know, they don't like it, so they're going to try to do whatever they can to get you out. And, of course, all the knocks and the bangs. And we was calling it a night. And Chris, he is the other gentleman on the group. And Chris loves, 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 loves to paranormal investigate. He has a passion for it. But... Chris is nervous. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say he's he's jumpy, and so we kind of got a little thing with him. You know, we'll catch him out and about. And my wife, she's probably not ten years off his life by jumping out. The first time she ever done it was at Old South, and she thought it was me. But my like, I put a brand new battery on my camera, and it just died. And so I was like, well, I'm not going to carry it around. I just set it down at the nurse's station. And so I went back, and Chris and them kept on going. Well, she done darted off in a room. And, of course, here he come. He walked by, and she jumped out. And just the, the 
his soul left his body that night. Al <laughs> 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 was like, he, I, I told you, you're going to do it. I said, somebody's going to get you. And she was like, I thought it was you. <laughs> I said, no. I said, poor Chris, you just scared him to death, you know. And, <laughs> but he, that, that was before I'm thinking he actually joined the group. And because they were they were new to the paranormal, and they come down to the hospital and they started volunteering and stuff, and we just got to talking to them, you know. It was like, you know, we don't we we do it because we love to do it, just fun, you know. Go out and do whatever, and you know, we become good friends and just having a good time, you know, with it, and. Oh, and Josh, we were in Edinburgh in Iowa, and we were undoing some DVR cable. What he was, he was unrolling it off of a spool and was running the DVR cords in the basement where they call him the Joker stays. And he had a room all down there by himself, you know, a padded room. He was supposed to have been that type of person. And so we go through like the little laundry room. We're backing up into the kitchen. Well, I have Josh's phone running a live video off of his Facebook. And we're like, you know, we're down there here. We're running some cores. We'll be back, whatever. And like maybe like a four foot span there was three steps that go up to a landing. Then you turn and go up to the first floor. Mm-hmm. And so we're coming through the kitchen. And of course I got the camera. Josh is behind me. And I hear like the deepest go that you've ever heard. And, but it was Josh's voice. And so I'm like, you know, if he's screaming this to go, you know, I, I hit the steps and I was going up steps, but I didn't see him. I turned back immediately and I went back down and of course he's got his hands over his head and he's just cussing going on, you know, and oh, no. get off of me, get off of me. Oh my goodness. Hell yeah. <laughs> and, and like he, he just started laughing and I was like, what in the world is going on with you? He was like, something was hitting me on my head. And he was like, you know, because he was covering up like something was like, Hitting him in the head, that, oh that type of cover up. Oh, goodness gracious. And Josh, Josh was, he's the type that will, you know, if he hears something, sees something, he, he's going after it to see who, what, when, and where, you know? Yes. And so, you know, I was kind of like, I was like, why did you tell me to go? And, and he was like, I didn't say nothing. And I was like, dude, you told me to go. I said, and. There was one of the ladies that volunteers at Old South that was watching that live video that night. She said, I heard it on the live. She was like, but neither one of y'all's mouth said it, said, go, y'all wasn't even talking. And I was like, you know, I, it was his voice. And she was like, yeah, it sounded like Josh. And I was like, that's why I hit the steps and was going up because you back here behind me, you know, screaming, go, you know, I don't know what you got going on, but, <laughs> you know. And but, and I got to thinking about it, which Edinburgh started off, I believe, as a poor farm. Okay. And um, 
then it went to like your asylum and the insane asylum and uh, back into, I believe it was a um, kind of like a halfway home. Okay. And then a nursing facility. So I thought, well, maybe if it was one of like the grandma down in the kitchen with a wooden spoon that don't want you in her kitchen yeah. because she's cooking, maybe she's hitting you on top of the head with that spoon, you know, yeah. or something. You <laughs> know, I said, that's the only thing I can think of, you know, why they would hit you on top of the head. I said, I don't know. Right, unless it was just an insane ghost. Right. <laughs> yeah. But it was, Edinburgh was really good that night to us. It, it was, um, Whenever we first got there, we was bringing equipment in, and you could hear multiple conversations out in the hallway. Like, we was like, listen, you know, and we could hear, like, more than two people talking, you know, back and forth. Right. And I was like, I was listening. The lady done laugh. She's like, you know, just lock up and all that. So she laughed, and I'm listening. And, like, it, it pushes me enough for me to draw my pistol out and go out into the hallway because I thought somebody was in the building. Wow. And I was like, like er everybody was stuck in this room and I'm like, you know, I'm not going to go out like that. So they kill me just in one room and not fight for it, you know. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. what I'm not going to do it. <laughs> and so we went out and stuff and I was like, just don't jump in front of me, nobody. I said, we'll be good. <laughs> so we went around, wasn't a soul in that building, but us. Hmm. And I was like, I, I, I know y'all heard that. And it was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've heard it, you know, cause it, cause everybody was trying to listen to what they were saying. Awesome. But, so Edinburgh Manor does not disappoint. <laughs> it, it does not. It does not. And like the Horridge home, my wife and me went up uh, last year for the first time. We was by ourselves. And why we actually started a team is because nobody will rent you their business unless you have a team name. Why, I don't know, because we're still the two same people that called you before that didn't have a team, you know, and then right. that's how Mid-10 started. <laughs> so that's how Mid-10 Paranormal got started. Oh, okay. Where everybody wanted a team name. They just wouldn't rent it under my name. They, it, it had to be something under a paranormal name. So I was like, okay, so that's, that's how that got birthed right there. Yeah, and... <laughs> um. But yeah, the Horridge House, we went up and it was, um, it was, I think it was during a weekday we went and met up with um, Katie and them and they gave us the tour. And so we started investigating and it was started out real good. Um, George, I believe is his name, he was the owner. Of the home, he had uh, multiple wives. Um, one of them actually didn't even get to see the house. She died before it was completed. And, but they've had multiple funerals in that home. And I actually figured out why parlor windows go all the way to the floor. Um, so that because the windows pop out so they can slide a casket through the window. Oh, I, did, okay. I, I did not know that. Like it, 
like the bottom of the window meets the like the front porch and they would pop the window out slide the casket through the window without having to pick it up and all that they just slide it through to the next floor through the window well that's just plain lazy <laughs> yeah, and I, and I was like, man, he learned something new every day, right? You know, I, right. I, I never, never knew it. And we uh, had him. He was in the Civil War, and we got to talking about it, and got him, I guess, playing with devices and and everything. And then it was kind of like. My wife, I, I was going to this room that they have, like they have every bit of history in one room, books after books after books and pictures and everything, newspaper articles on this house. And so I went in there to get some equipment and she came in behind me and I was hooking up the SLS camera and had it working the night before. I could not get that camera to come on to save my life that night at this time. So I was getting mad. I was getting frustrated. And I was like, I was like, you know, if you want the thing on, turn it on. And I threw it on the table, but wasn't as nice words. And I, it, it just come on about 30 seconds later. That thing popped on. Oh, wow. And my, and, and my wife was like, what'd you do? I was like, I didn't do nothing. I said, I guess whatever wanted it on, cut it on. And so she was, you know, looking and everything. So we went back out, you know, had the SLS and caught some divide, caught some um, little stick figures there on the floor and one by the piano. And so it started getting like a little heavy and I got up and was going in there. My wife, she just looks over and she, like, she was like, Stephen or somebody outside. And of course, I didn't have my pistol on. I left it at the hotel that night. So I took out the back door, run to the front door to see who it was because she said that they were looking in. And nobody's there. So I come back in. And, and by the way, it's freezing cold and it's raining. Oh, and Lord. <laughs> I, I come back in and I'm like, there's nobody out there. She was like, yes, there's a little boy had short hair, blondish, brownish color. And he had on overalls and he was looking at the window. And I was like, I was like, think about what you just said. I said, what kids wear overalls nowadays? <laughs> I was like, you know, this is foreign capital of the world here in Iowa. But I said, you know, kids don't wear that no more like that, you know? Right. And and I was like, Are you sure? She was like, Yeah, she said, I've seen it and like and she's very big skeptic, big, big, big skeptic. And you know, we battle things out with this, but but she, but she was like, No, she said that was a little boy. And so that was her first time ever seeing an apparition. And so she's getting nervous now. She goes in there and she puts a rosary on <laughs> and something didn't like it. And it was, and, um, it blew in her ear, like a, like real hard in her ear, Ooh. enough to move her hair. Dang. You know, it was strong enough to move her hair. And so she's like, 
pack your stuff. Let's go. I was like, I'm not going. She was like, come on. She said, let's go. Let's go. So. I've been like, girl, this is what we're here for. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, we we left and we drove back. It was like two in the morning down. I mean, I mean, it's so flat out. I I don't know if you've ever been to Iowa, but it's so flat. You can see tomorrow, you know, that's how flat it is out there. Ew. It just goes forever, and we're it's just cornfields, and you know I'm thinking Malachi is fixing to jump out at any right. moment out of these cornfields. <laughs> yeah, and that's how I was first time I drove through Pennsylvania. <laughs> it, we we finally get back to the hotel, shower up, everything, go to bed, and Katie calls me the next day, I believe, and she asked how the night went. I was like, well. I said, something spooked Terry, you know. She seen the little boy at the door, and she was like, what? And I was telling her the story. So I think we met up with them that night and had dinner and stuff. And because we didn't have nothing that Friday, and so we met up with them. And, and she was like, oh, I want y'all to come back because i seen y'all's live videos. And uh, can y'all come back tonight? And I was like, well, we don't have nothing going, sure. And... And that's how we met Paranine One One. They were there also that night, and I was like, "Look, I don't want to interrupt nobody's investigation. I don't know if anybody was coming." She was like, "No." She said, "It's fine. I've done talk to them." I was like, "Okay." And but and that's what had us come back so much to the Horch home, and that's why we're doing an event up there now with like the Josh Hurd and Jeff Bellinger and. Um, but she, she learned that night, I guess you can say, you know, about things because she, you know, at least little thing, little shadow, something she's always, well, it could be this. It could be that. Well, you just seen this at this door and you're telling me exactly what he was wearing and hair color and everything, you know, (laughs) you know, that's not no light up a reflection somewhere, you know? Right. And, um, but how awesome is that? I mean, that, that's right there. That's if you, (laughs) that's, I mean, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) yeah, it's, it's, if she wasn't a believer before she is now. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yes. And we went that second night with her 911 and it, it was slow that night. And I'm like, yeah, they're freaking tired from last night, you know, <laughs> and everything. And so we're up on the second floor and this train rolls by at like one in the morning. I mean, full blasting horns, everything. And I'm like, dang, don't nobody hear these trains, you know, why one o'clock in the morning? But, mm-hmm. you know, but the train station that they have also is like a maybe a block from there. So you can walk to it. And, but the train stopped and he was backing up and I was like, you know, y'all need to do something. So they got in the window with the flashlights under their face. And I thought that, that man driving that train probably looked over and probably done pooped on himself, you know, seeing <laughs> something like that in that window. I was like, y'all, you know, y'all done him wrong. <laughs> y'all bunch of pranksters. Yeah. yeah. Prankster we, paranormal. We just got back from old College Hill, uh, or hospital on College Hill. And um, 
Williamson, West Virginia. I think that's where it's at. Yeah. And, you know, we we started out playing hide-and-go-seek at night in that hospital. And that's how we started it off, you know. And just kind of have a little fun, you know, just get them knowing that we're not there to mean no harm or nothing, you know. Yeah. Kind of get a little game going or something. But it was it was a good night. It was. And um, very, very creepy hospital. And it's still got the old cargo elevator in it also that actually still works. And wow. You can take it all the way to the basement, all the way to the third floor, either one. And what's the name of this place? Um, it is Old Hospital on College Hill. All right. Sounds like a movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's um it's very good. It's it's kind of just on top of the hill you can see the whole city. Um Is it just one building, several buildings? Uh it's one hospital building, like not a big hospital. You know, it's a square built. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then they had, I believe it was a, like a nurse's quarters, the building beside it, which they don't have open right now. They was, I think they are talking about turning it into a bed and breakfast, but, but that's a creepy looking building. I don't, I don't know if y'all have access to look at it right now, but yeah, we're, yeah, we're, we're, uh, we're at the college and, uh, yes, this is, uh, <laughs> it does look pretty. Yeah. And they're showing it's like a couple of buildings next to each other here. Yeah, I think the yellowish looking, tannish looking one yeah. was the nurses' quarters. Oh, okay. okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. That's where they would sleep and so they didn't have to leave the hospital, basically. Yeah. And I believe uh, they were saying that one of Elvis's um, members of his band lived like. Like the hospital's got like a cliff behind it, and like his house is like there's two houses right below the hospital, mm-hmm. and he actually stays in one of them. Oh wow! His trumpet player, I think it was. It was his trumpet player, one of his trumpet players. Oh, okay, that's nice. Yeah, it, um, which they are the ones that has the uh, crematory still on site and. Still has ashes in it. Oh man! Wow. So, so I don't know if somebody burnt some trash or if that's Bob <laughs> from down the road. You know, I don't know. <laughs> Did y'all get some activity there? It, believe it or not, it was pretty quiet right there. But on down, uh, I'm assuming it was the kids' ward in the basement mm-hmm. of the just by the wallpaper. Um, we got a lot with the Estes method. And um, and cat ball activity there. Cool. And my my wife, she, you know, like the SB seven with all the clicking and stuff, and she she hated it. But now, like, if you want something done, put a pair of headphones on her, and like, she's one of the better ones I've I've, I've seen to do it. I mean. Yeah, that's that's pretty popular method. I, I see that yeah. being done quite often now. 
Yeah. It's, it's good. Like I always, you know, start out, you know, where she can't see us or whatever. I'm like, all right, you know, if you're really here, you know, I'll, I'll hold up some fingers. Like, tell me how many fingers I'm holding up and like two. I'm like, okay, well, let's try one more time just to make sure. But like three. I was like, all right, well, you got it. <laughs> you know, I, yeah. I, I, I guess you're here. Yeah. So let's talk, you know. Yeah, that's awesome. I have yet yeah. to, to try that method. <laughs> I'm behind the times a little bit. <laughs> we we actually learned how to do like the uh, human pendulum. Oh yeah. And so so we'll we've done it into some locations and um, you just kind of put yourself out there a little more, you know. Yeah. Doing it, but but it's. It's a it's becoming a popular method with everybody else. So, yeah, I've been seeing that now. the The human pendulum, I have not seen. Explain that a little bit. How does that work? I I thought I when you said it, I was like, oh, pendulum, <laughs> and I was thinking, <laughs> pendulum. yeah. It, of course, you know what a pendulum is. It like on a clock or whatever swings. Sure. Yeah. And. So we run four people, one in, if you're standing, one one person in the middle of the circle, you got one on each side, one on the front, one on the back side of you. And you walk around, open your circle up, you know, good spirits only, nothing bad. Open it up and always start out with, you know, we've got whoever in the middle, they're going to be the pendulum. Can you show me your yes sign? Rather, they'll go front, back, side to side. Just depends on what they do. Um, the last one I done was reverse. Like yes was backwards and no was forwards. Oh wow! And so it's kind of like you are that pendulum. You are that swinging pendulum. You know, to give answers. And once again, I'll I'll do the numbers. You know, but like I'll, I'll catch somebody sitting to the side, and I'm like, okay, I'm standing here. If you can see me standing here with this guy behind me, you know, do you see me? And they'll say, yeah. I'm like, all right, well, come behind me. I have some numbers behind my back. My fingers are held up. I want you to tell me how many fingers, and I'll be, you know, I'll give two, three, or four wrong answers, and then I'll come with the r- real answer. And nine out of ten times, they get it right. And they'll swing back to the yes answer. Like if I have four fingers, I must say, okay, is the number four. They'll swing back or forwards to yes, and it, it'll be the amount of fingers that I'm holding up. Oh, wow. And Yeah. And it's – you can get a lot. You know, you can kind of narrow it down pretty quick, like age-wise, male and female. And um, like if we do it at – the hospitals or something, you know, or was you a nurse? Did you work in this hospital? And we've got quite a bit out of it like that. Mm, that's pretty cool. I never thought to do something like that. Yeah. Steve, what, what do you guys have coming up, uh, you know, in the future? What What's your future plans? Well, right now in August, we have a Bigfoot festival coming up. Very and cool. Very cool. August 26th and 27th. I believe that is in Morristown, Tennessee. Ah, oh, Morristown. I lived there for a minute, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
they, they uh, the the Bigfoot thing down there has took off very well. The cryptids and Bigfoot. And, yeah. Um. Then we're going, of course, September twenty second back to Edinburgh. Uh, we're going to shoot down to Atchison, Kansas. I believe it's is to the Sally House, and then right back up to Iowa the twenty fourth to do the event. And I would have to look. It is the Phantom Paws or Calls, I believe, is the Paracon down in Lebanon on October the 22nd. We're going to be set up out there. Lebanon, what? Tennessee. Oh, okay. Yep. And that's about 25 minutes east of Nashville. Yeah. Been there too. Um, I think and that that's actually where I grew up. Um, oh, really? I got a best friend that grew up there too. Yeah, I grew up in the Tucker's Crossroads community and good little town, but it's but it's growing. I I I keep finding myself going east, so I've moved a little east. You know, keep going out that way because yeah. it's cheaper and less congested. Yes, because Nashville's crazy now. Yeah, that's why I left. It was driving me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Too much that, traffic. My, that that's actually where I met my wife. She's from Madison, and okay, yeah. So I lived in Hendersonville the first six years, and then the last year I lived in Nashville. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you got a lot of things going on. That's that's awesome. And uh, you want to give a shout out to your your. Uh, your team members there again? Yeah, it'd be um, my wife, Terry, uh, Chris and Josh and Ashley. They are probably listening or will be listening if they are off work. And we also um, are going to do some more giveaways on Facebook mm-hmm. onto the Mid-10 Paranormal page. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm stealing his T-shirt. I'm asleep in it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm glad y'all like it. I'm glad you got it. Uh, I'm we, like, what? I'm from Middle Tennessee. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> we actually got some more coming out. Uh, we're going to actually um, to sell these, and whenever they're gone, they're gone. But we're going to come out. The logo on our page now is going to be the logo on the shirts. Okay. Uh, with the cool. um, the skeleton skulls of us, yeah. which that's all of us that are made. Uh, the volunteer down at Old South, she does uh, uh, screen printing and different types of printing, and so we go through her, and she she does a good job. She designed designed our logo. That's and, cute. I like that. Good job. Yeah, and but we're we're growing pretty good on Facebook. Uh, you know we. We started out, you know, you know, like I said, just to get into some places. And, you know, if we thought if we had a couple hundred, you know, people, you know, that'd be awesome. But I think we're sitting like almost at 4K right now just on followers and Yay. and things. Awesome. And, you know, I was like, I never even would have thought it. But we're going to try to grow it. And we're going to um, actually give away some equipment and um, we have some K2 meters we're going to get rid of. And of course some t-shirts and we're going, if we can hit the 10 K mark, 
we're going to give away a SLS. Oh, wow. Cool beans, yeah. So, and it is um, one of our extras. Like I said, there's nothing, no problems, no nothing. I think it's been to a bunch of haunted locations and has done good with us. And we just, like I said, we've got so much equipment now and... You know, whenever we go somewhere, we rent a van, take the back seat out of it, and fill it full of hard cases, you know, of equipment. And right. my wife, yeah. she hates it. She, she hates it because, like, the last trip we took, she was sitting straight up and down. She couldn't even recline her seat in the back. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, and and she's like, you're going to have to do something. She was like, you're going to have to UPS your equipment up here or something. <laughs> I was like, yeah, right. <laughs> Airmail that sucker up there. Yeah. <laughs> ladies need yeah. to be comfortable, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And she she always lets uh, Chris, you know, ride in the front because me and Chris are the bigger ones in the group. And, you know, I'm like almost six foot four and um, about 275 pounds. And Chris runs close to me and, um, so she takes the back seat. Her and Josh are the smaller ones, and <laughs> so I'm like, well, okay, you know, I understand. But yeah, this last time she was she was pretty ticked off on the sitting straight up and down, and <laughs> yeah. yeah, that wouldn't fly with me either. <laughs> Steve, yeah. Steve, do you guys do like residential and and business? We do. Um, we have started out doing some residentials and of course like everything else it started getting kind of crazy people was you know i'm not going to name names but there's some right. out there that's just way far-fetched and I, I i think they don't want nobody but somebody that has been or has contact with bigger companies um, right so we kind of got out of that right now, but businesses, we will. I've, I've done quite a bit in my town um, that I've just kept undisclosed just for that pure fact. Sure, and, sure. Um, but we have actually pulled a license, which we haven't really announced it yet, but I'll go ahead because we're going to do it eventually anyways. But we have pulled a business license to do historical haunted tours here in Carthage. Okay. Um, and I'm working to, um, with some historians and stuff to get the history down because I want the history down, Pat, you know, before I even step foot out there to do anything. Sure. And, but the town is backing it pretty good. So, you know, and especially when we went in and pulled a business license, I told my wife, I was like, this is going to be interesting, you know, because this town, it's, very small and you know i didn't want nobody to say oh look that's the, the town you know devil worshipers or something you know and, right you know i didn't want that but like everybody was like no way really are you kidding we love that stuff and i was like thank god <laughs> you know right. and is that a so part they, of sumner county or is that a different county that is smith county smith. that's okay. um the okay, next town yeah. up from Lebanon. Yeah, all yeah. right. Out in the boonies. Yes. Very, <laughs> very, very country. But, you know, we 
we like it. We bought a house up here before the big boom. We bought it in 18. It was right at 4,000 square feet, big home built in late fifties. Mm-hmm. And I think we pay like $181,000 for it. Wow. And yeah. it's set in the middle of a subdivision. And we got our, that's a good deal uh, for out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. And then all of the, you know, housing market went up and of course it's worth about almost double that yep. now. Yep. And I'm like, but you know, we, the the kids are moved out except for one and we got all this house and I'm like, well, what are we going to do? <laughs> you know, because <laughs> you know, the, you know, especially electric bill is like $600 a month here. And you know, to heat, no and, well, not heat, but to cool it in the summertime, like that summer, I mean, that's easily $600. Wow. Wow. Better start closing yeah. off some rooms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Better, better work some overtime. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's. That's a car it's, payment it's right there. <laughs> it is. That, yeah. That's what I tell her. My wife, she, she's an optician in Mount Juliet. And, um, so I'm like, you know, you keep working your hours, you know, you make good money, go for it. And because I, I kind of laid back, I kind of took a job um, at a, it was Carthage Hospital, General Hospital. And, but now it's a uh, assisted living company and now, and that hospital, I believe, opened in the 50s as well. And which it kind of blends into what I do, you know, yeah. like the old hospitals and stuff. But it, but you would never have known it was an old hospital because it's all updated and everything. But, yeah, that's another place that's kind of got you looking over your back when you're in the maintenance room or something, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's – I mean, it's a beautiful place, but you can you can tell there's stuff there. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Now, if if someone wants to to reach out and contact you, what, do you have a website that you go to? We do. If you go on our uh, Facebook page, the website is there into the little bowel thing, I believe. We actually just created it um, because everybody was wanting one. And and if you look at the pictures, I promise, like. Alicia is not my name. I haven't changed it yet under that picture. And we're, we're still working on it because I got to put everybody's biography in there, which I haven't. I just haven't had the time to copy and paste it and put it on there yet. Yeah. So, but, but yeah, I, I'm going to try to get that done this week. I took a week off for vacation and kind of doing some stuff with the kids and um, some honeydew list here at the house. <laughs> and so, We'll try to get all that finished up and um, finish setting up our shop and stuff online and get everything situated. So pretty much for now, they can get a hold of you on uh, at Mid Paranormal uh, Facebook, right? Yeah. Mid 10 Paranormal, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. And uh, let me see here. Trying to look at your website right now 
Yeah, there you go. You're you're listed as Ashley. Ashley, <laughs> Ashley yeah. There's two Ashley. Which we do have an Ashley, but that's not her last name on there. But yeah, it looks like you have uh, two Don Francis's too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's okay because it's a work in progress. Yes, it is. And I and I'm not that tech savvy on the computer and stuff like that. I talked to a gentleman. I gave a day tour to out at Old South Pittsburgh, and um, he's from Texas, Mike Marones, and he uh, does websites and stuff. That's what he does. And I was like, "Hey, how do you do?" He's like, "I oh, just go in here and do this." And I was like, "Dude, I barely know what to do on a computer." He was like, "Well, it may take you about three or four days." And I was like, "Yeah, right. That's going to take me about a month." <laughs> Should pay him to do that. it. <laughs> yeah, I I should have. I should have. But I I didn't. You know, I was like, you know, I can I, I can do this. And well, that's yeah. the fun of it. Yeah, the fun of it is to yeah. uh, figure it to out. figure it out. Don't let it conquer you, dude. <laughs> yeah, and and Chris usually does our like um all the computer stuff and everything like that. Like me, I can hook some headphones into a recorder and listen, you know, and write it down on paper where I hear something I can go back to it. But, <laughs> but hooking it up and, you know, which WavePad I've downloaded, which I've kind of navigated it a little bit pretty good. And I can kind of do some things on it, but anything else, you know, like the Facebook and all the lives and getting all these people on, I'm, that's not me. Yeah, so, I think we're still trying to figure out that Facebook Live thing, aren't we? <laughs> we are. Yeah. 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 To, uh, that's why we do audio. <laughs> it's easy. Yeah. Plus, yeah. I don't want to be on camera. I'm shy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Steve. Well, thank you so much for, for coming on and being on this episode. And it was short notice, so thank you yes, so much. Appreciate I, we you. Had, we had a really good time listening and and hearing all the things that you're going to be doing i am definitely going to keep following you guys and see where all you go uh, we thank y'all for that all right well i thank you so much and you have a wonderful evening y'all do the same all right thanks. thank bye-bye. you bye-bye now bye-bye. hey thanks for tuning in with us tonight and i hope you enjoyed this episode Please make sure to like, subscribe, and follow to receive notifications when new content from Paranormally Podcast is made available. If you believe you have something paranormal happening in your home or business, or you believe you may have witnessed a UFO or UAP, please send us your story, your photos, videos, questions, suggestions, and your comments to paranormallypodcast at gmail.com. You can also visit us at www.paranormallypodcast.com paranomalypodcast.com for more content and information including all our social links hey thanks again for watching and listening and i hope that you tune in for next week's episode of paranomaly Hey, a word of caution. 
Paranomaly Podcast and its affiliates or hosts do not verify or check the validity of any person, team, or its members. Paranomaly Podcast highly advises that you proceed with caution when contacting any person or team before allowing them and having them into your home or business. A legit paranormal research and investigation team will never charge you a fee to investigate your home or business. They do, however, accept donations to help further their research and investigations if you so choose to do so. All right. Thanks, everybody.